Whether it's as an individual or as a business, we need connection to thrive. When we consider a business, ultimately without connection, there's no value exchange. There's no contribution to the broader culture, no change or impact, and of course, no revenue. Hi, it's John. You're listening to the Access Potential Podcast. Today we're going to talk a little bit about connection and we're going to focus a little bit on the bias of connection as a business and what does this even mean, whether it's as a small business or a coach or practitioner. So to be in business means that we're solving a problem. It might be a literal problem, uh, like here and now, like I need a coffee. It might be a situation that needs a fix, like a people problem, so maybe we need more staff. Or it could be a broader change in the culture, like the Tesla cars. It could be a want or a desire, so a different kind of problem, like a status upgrade or status problem, maybe a new handbag or a new t-shirt, something like that. Or even the idea of protection against a problem, such as insurance. Either way we look at it, though, if you're a sole practitioner, coach, small business owner, Your right to exist, your right to stay in business really depends on the value that you generate for the broader community. So let's call this the contribution to the broader community. But the thing is, the contribution can only take place on the platform of connection. So the first question that we got to ask is, who is in this broader community that we're looking to contribute to? Who's who's in this broader community that we can first and foremost, connect with. Who are you surrounded by? Who do you like to be surrounded by? Who do you want to help? Who do you want to engage with? In 2017, I ran my first group unplugged movement meditation retreat. It was up in Queensland, Australia, and it went for five days. It was an offline event. Before the event kicked off, we sent out a little couple of questions, and one of them was, what does connection mean to you? And one of the women sent back her answer, which was non-trivial interaction and or communication. And I might have paraphrased that a little bit, but this concept of non-triviality seems like a really good start to me. Non-triviality brings a sense of depth. So in a time when Australians are spending around 46 hours a week on average at screens and online, This concept of trivial connection is becoming pretty standard. It's kind of becoming the new normal. So when we look at this deeper engagement or deeper connection with another human or group, it's starting to become more powerful than ever. And as I often like to say when I'm talking about sales or this human-human engagement or interaction, the more things change, the more they stay the same. The thing is, though, this connection, this deeper form of connection or non-trivial connection is difficult. It's difficult, but it's worth diving into. And what we find is that it helps us to understand at a deeper level these people that we feel that we want to work with. And it also helps us to identify or clarify whether this group is the group that we want to work with or who these people actually are that we do want to work with. So on the surface, we might think when we start out that we know who we want to work with. And again, still coming at this from the business perspective, 
we might think maybe we're a trainer or a coach or you know we're looking to work with for example uh, professional athletes but then we start to get to know them so through connection through listening through deep dives through understanding and communicating with these people on a deeper level maybe we find that as we get to know them we might prefer the slower pace or a little bit less tense feeling of working with another group, for example. So either way we slice it, we need to begin to and then commit to fostering this deeper level of connection with different communities because it's going to allow us to see who it is that we really resonate with. And from here we can find our tribe or organize our tribe even uh, and really find these people and connect with these people that we want to work with. And from this platform, at this stage, then through observation, of course, and deep listening, we can find these problems. We can find, you know, uh, doors that are open and ways that we can contribute and bring value to these groups with this person. And from that position, we have the value exchange. We have this ability to grow as a business. But the thing is, it's not so easy. And there's a couple of reasons why. The first is this concept of attention that I mentioned in the last episode. And the second is this need or understanding of the need to what I call humanize the situation. So we're going to keep it pretty short. I covered more about attention in the last episode. Attention is a limited commodity. The word attention comes from the Latin word attendere, meaning to bend to or to notice. So to be here means that we're going to opt out of this concept of distraction. We're going to focus and we're going to bring our attention to this very moment. And today with the bombardment of the online world alongside obviously just a busy lifestyle that we all tend to have, this has become a conscious decision. So to connect then begins with the choosing begins with the choice to bend the situation, to change the nature of the situation and bring attention to this other personal group. And we do this for a specific amount of time or a specific instance, and it allows this, uh, this connection to, to be cultivated. And the second part of this process, once we have this attention, once we make this conscious choice for connection, is to really cultivate this ability to receive. Uh, also, it would be very much related to listening or deep listening. And listening is part of receiving. And it's a really, it's, a, it's an active and passive act. Obviously, passive in that we're not speaking. But active is, is because there's such a level of attention or um, listening to understand. We're actually really focused on what's being said and cultivating empathy for the person who is talking to us or speaking. Uh, I've spoken about this before. It's quite interesting when we think of this concept of receiving dolphins, whales, bats. A lot of different animals use this passive receiving as part of their ecolocation systems. And to receive allows them to gain a full understanding of the environment, including food, changes in terrain, different materials even. And so it's kind of the same for us through this active receiving attention with listening, we can start to understand the environment, the mental, emotional environment, the landscape that we're looking to you know, engage in, whether it's personal or in this case, business or professional, where we're going to create value. So we're starting to understand the wants and needs of the individual. 
So very similar and very important. Uh, of course, there's no clear formula. It's not a textbook operation, not a standard operating procedure. Um, but what we do know is, although there might not be a, a script or a formula, what we do know is that we need time. And time is, again, a limited resource and really important as part of this connection process. And it can come in a couple of different ways. The first thing that I remember, just a quick story, when I was little, we used to get pulled out of school quite often and our dad, mum and dad had built a boat and so we would go from New Zealand to Fiji or New Caledonia, French Polynesia for you know, months at a time. And I remember being in these locations and we would come in and we'd anchor and start to spend some time and these big cruise ships would come through and the cruise ships would spend about 48 hours at the island and then they would leave and they would do this kind of blitz through, go to all the markets, do everything they could and then leave uh, when the schedule uh, kind of forced them to. So they'd have to get back on this big boat and then head out. And we used to stay for, you know, three, four, five, six weeks at a time some of these places. And one thing that you notice is after a few weeks, maybe maybe two weeks or so, because it was clear that you weren't just shuttling in and out, that you were there to engage, you were there to be part of the community for a longer period of time, there was a distinct difference in how the interactions sort of unfolded with the people who lived there, with the locals. So it, once it was clear that you were hanging around and you were going to be part of the culture, there was deeper connection straight away. So you'd start to be invited into people's homes. You know, you made close friends. The whole thing changed. So it's clear that time is essential for deeper connections quite often. And it's this becomes a little bit of a place of conflict because we're living such full lives in many cases. So it's this concept of how do we cultivate the time so we have this conscious choice to do that. And then on the other side is we can also see that this time, this concept of time, is cumulative. So this is how we can build connection or trust and attention through you know, things like video content or social media. And it will not be the same, but it, it has a similar impact. So if it's a 60-second sort of interaction, and then we accumulate that over time. So we're building up the hours over a longer period of time with these smaller, higher frequency attempts or drives at connection. We can build a similar sort of thing. So we can go a couple of ways. We can have a deeper, intense uh, period of time with the person or group, or we can have these higher frequency ones. But either way, we're looking at an accumulation of time. And either way, we need to bring attention to that person who we're who we're serving or who we're engaging with, whether it's in the longer form or whether it's in these short little bursts as well. So the thing is, though, we've spoken about connecting with these groups and a lot of people are like, well, you know, who do I go see? Who do I go find? I want to build my business or I want to, you know, make more friends even. Where do I go? It's so hard today. The thing is, you're already in these groups, these communities. You already know hundreds of people. You already, most of us are engaged online and, you know, at least one, two, three online communities, groups. Um, you are engaged most likely. Maybe you have a, a job or a workplace. Maybe you go to the gym. Maybe you, you know, go for walks with people. 
And it's more of a case of understanding that we're already engaged in these communities, but we can elevate the, the conscious effort on the connection front. So we can choose to lean into these communities and change how we're engaging or change how we're showing up. And we don't necessarily need to go and look for more of them. Although, depending on the business, that is going to be something that probably will have to happen as well. So in these communities, though, in which we're already a part, the question becomes, if I'm here, if I'm there in these groups, how do I connect more powerfully? And we're going to start off with this concept of what I call humanizing the situation. Keep it real simple. Uh, But effectively, if we're in these groups, everyone's moving quickly. Things are fast-paced. And a lot of times we're in an environment that's not really conducive to a deeper connection. The first thing to understand is that as humans, a lot of our decisions are run subconsciously and a lot of them are driven by our sort of personal narratives or worldviews or beliefs of the world. And this environment that we're surrounded with, people, you know, the room that we're in, whatever it might be, influences our state, where we've come from, what we've been doing, our work. All of these things influence our state. And when the state is upregulated, it can be harder to cultivate this deeper connection. So basically, a simple way to think of it is if you are running, say, a workshop, and the workshop is on team building and connection and uh, idea generation for your team. And we hold this workshop in, you know, a boardroom at work with the boardrooms often used for Monday morning meeting, which is fast paced and focused on, you know, productivity and work. And there's not a lot of connection going on in there. When we bring everyone in, this room is going to carry the same uh, imprint in the subconscious mind of the people who are engaged. So what we really are looking to do is to humanize that situation, to to bring a sense of comfort, a sense of relaxation to that room to begin with. And so for some, a lot of cases, it means choosing a completely different space. So choosing a space that's neutral, choosing a space if it's one-to-one that is in line with the other person's wants and needs and preferences. So maybe it's their favorite cafe or it's somewhere that's completely neutral and what we do is as we come in, we just recognize that this environment, this situation can be influencing the state and that can be influencing the possibility for connection. So the music's too loud, I think place is too crazy. It becomes hard to really connect. And if you're looking to engage in business or, you know, looking to find out what that value exchange might be, or if there's a fit for your product or service, you're really going to want to find a place where this connection is uh, possible and the setting's a little bit more abundant. So humanizing the situation is to use tools and use our awareness of this to, to possibly shift it, possibly change it, and at a very minimum, respect the fact or have awareness of the fact that the space may be a little bit uh a little bit fast, a little bit difficult to create this kind of connection. So on the personal level, we can humanize, obviously, in a number of different ways. So what I spoke about then was kind of the external environment. On the personal level, though, uh, it would be things like eye contact, our tone, our voice, uh, 
how we show up. Are we coming straight from a fast meeting, you know, where we're stressed? Are we turning up late? Are they turning up late? What's our, you know, even things like uh, how we're dressing, you know, where we're going, like how we're moving, the tension we carry in the body. All of these things are picked up subconsciously from the other person with, you know, neuroception. So what it's really saying is it's not a call to not be authentic or to not be ourselves. It's simply a, a realization that as a human, we're impacted by how other people walk, breathe, move, and live. And it impacts our own perception of the environment and our own willingness to lean into that connection. And the same is true vice versa, the other way. How we show up impacts their perception of the environment and their ability to lean in. So one area that's worth mentioning this is I mentioned eye contact, posture, physical tension, things like this. One area that's worth diving into is this concept of our voice, where we're speaking from. And this could be a really cool practice to dive into on your own. Simply asking the question at different times, where are you speaking from at the moment? So when you're tense, you'll notice the voice will feel as though it's coming from a different part of the body. And when you're relaxed, you'll feel it's coming from another part of the body. And then when you're very relaxed, it'll be from a different part again. So the three different areas really that we can bring attention to, to kind of simplify this is, are we speaking from the throat? Are we speaking from the chest? Are we speaking from the belly? And when we shift from these different areas, what impact does that have on how we're able to engage? How, what kind of energy does that bring to the conversation that we're trying to engage in? And this is going to change based on how we're feeling at the time. Similar to our breathing, we see a shift in, in our breathing and in where we're speaking from. And the place to really kind of start is to look at, for you, when you go into conversation, where does it feel best when they speak from a certain area? So do you enjoy it or do you seem to open up more or feel more relaxed when the other person is speaking from the throat and they're going fast paced or when they're speaking from the chest or when they're a little bit slower and speaking from the belly. What impact does that have on you and how you feel? Can you sense this and what does it mean? And is this something that you can bring in to your engagements if so? So again, it's not to put on an act. It's not to not be authentic or not to not be ourselves. It's simply an awareness. So it's an exercise in awareness on state awareness on breath in a little in a, in a sense and then awareness on our voice and tone and what kind of environment and energy we are creating because this is going to directly influence our ability to connect with somebody at this sort of deeper level so right around here it would be really nice if there was a great framework uh, but there's not however if we look at what we're talking about here, we spoke about listening, we spoke about the environment, we spoke about humanizing the situation, we spoke about time. We could kind of break it down into a couple of parts. So if we did this, the part one is this kind of human level, 
humanizing the situation. Really, we're saying here that I see you and we're, we're coming into communion with this other person or group. So it's the eye contact. It's the recognition. It's the acknowledgement of this other human. How are you? How are you feeling? So this posture of inquiry and also very much at a human level below the ideas you know we're not looking at what do you think about this what do you think about that it's really starting off on this human area and setting the stage for this safe space and connection that we can use to understand at a later time things like value and obstacles and goals the next step once we've humanized, always humanizing first, the next step is to understand what's going on, you know, what's the action or act in activity or action level. So, you know, what maybe if it's if it's in business and this is kind of a sales conversation, what are you working on at the moment? You know, tell me more about that. Or it could be, you know, maybe you're just looking to develop some deeper connections with your friends or colleagues and simply asking them, you know, what's going on for them, what's happening for them. The main thing that's coming in here is still this concept of listening, listening with attention, listening to understand, you know, following up with another question, tell me more about that. So going deeper, curiosity and listening, because really we recognize that to create connection, we can either hope that it comes or we can be the creator and this posture of curiosity or inquiry is the way in which we become the creator most often in the most direct route part three you know obstacles and difficulties so once we're familiar once we've been in connection with this person or group Usually over time we've opened up the space, it's become safer and they'll be more willing to talk about the obstacles and difficulties that are coming up and the challenges that they're facing. And when we share these types of things with each other, it opens up this little door of vulnerability and it opens up this ability to understand each other at even a deeper level again. Then of course from the business perspective in this situation, we get to listen and understand, okay, cool. I'm hearing these challenges come up. Is this in line with the value that I can create or the value that I have in my product or services? Finally, you know, looking towards the wants or resources, wants or needs or direction. And this, you know, is more specifically in the business sense, but it's looking at, okay, well, you know, you're starting to play with these ideas of can my product or service be a value what would it look like you know what do you want to see happen based on the challenges you said you know where else would you like to go with this and here we're kind of looking to understand their dreams or their desires what they're looking to do or see or create and understand what kinds of resources they have around them so the whole conversation could take an hour two hours or you know a long time if you wanted it to to cultivate this sort of connection or or um, interaction maybe you know whether it's again with the friend or with somebody who you're looking to work with and I often refer to this as an empathy deep dive because although it can be long there's really a lot of listening a little bit of inquiry a little bit of questions and a lot of listening because we're cultivating empathy for the person that we're connecting with through listening 
Sounds really simple and very easy. However, it's very rarely done because typically we listen to respond. So it doesn't, when we do that, it doesn't allow us to cultivate the empathy and understanding. But when we listen to receive or, or to understand rather, we start to notice and we start to see things. We start to understand where there are these difficulties, where there are possibly these problems. And we get to choose to continue with the invitation or contribution. Can we help beyond this point in time? Or can we create further connection from here? So that's pretty much it. The, the main thing I think that's also important to touch on is that this idea of connection, whether it's personal or business, really can go two ways. We can wait for it and we might wait a day, a week, a month and not find it. You know, we're in this culture where we're largely disconnected and it's causing a lot of issues uh, for people and small businesses too, but really a lot for um, people on a personal level as well. And we can wait and wait and wait and see nothing. And it's very easy to draw the parallel between not feeling connected with people and the sense of self-worth. So, you know, ideas like I'm not good enough or I'm, you know, I don't fit in or I, you know, don't have that many friends, all of these types of things. And then the other angle is that we don't wait you know, that we reject that idea and that we start to create. And we go, okay, we're in a, a landscape where this connection thing's a little bit difficult. I'm going to be a creator and I'm going to start to practice this. You know, I'm going to create platforms, conversations, questions, engagements and events, things to do and see and places to go with people. And I'm going to try and I'm going to see what happens because when we shift to this posture, when we shift onto the front foot, we start to see that we can create a process. The process may not work day one. However, it gives us opportunity for feedback and then tweaking the process and then trying again on day two, three, and four. And we find that very quickly we have a direct route to cultivating attention and that it's purely a practice that for a lot of us, a lot of the time just doesn't get um, you know, thrown into our everyday routine. So... Whether it's personal, you want to engage more with people around you, the community, your friends, find more friends, these types of things, time, attention, inquiry, interest, try these things out, see how you go. And if it's, of course, business, this is going to be the effectively the catalyst or the platform for sales. And also as you create and grow the business and look at new initiatives, understanding whether they are possibly a match for your niche or your audience or the people you're looking to serve. That's it for today. Uh, I've got, I think, one more here on the island. I'm still trying to get another guest from out here. Hopefully I can get him next week. If you found this helpful or you know anyone else who's interested in diving into this connection stuff a little bit deeper, uh, send the podcast along. And if you've got any questions, hit me up at john at johntmarsh.com. And I'll make sure to answer them on a future episode. See you then.